Today, the fourth Sunday of Easter, as we know also, we call it the Good Shepherd Sunday. One of the things that we do as priests, especially during this time of the year, we've been called often in hospitals and nursing homes. And every time you go there, you find two things. You find the sadness, but also the joy. I recently was, received a call on the lady, she was, she's our parishioner, and uh, she wanted the sacrament of anointing of the sick. So when I went there, I greeted everyone, her daughter was there, who was a very spiritual woman. And I, after the prayers, I did the anointing, and then there was this big smile on her face, and then she says, very soon I'm going to be rocking the bosom of Moses. Okay, then the daughter stood and said, Mom, the Bible says it's the bosom of Abraham. She looks and says, Father, at my age, you don't care whose bosom it is. But today, as the Good Shepherd Sunday, we come reflect on that image. Today, if I ask you that, do you know among your friends who are shepherds? Definitely, maybe 99% will say, No. If I ask you, do you know the relationship between a sheep and a shepherd? Say, vaguely. Which is true because this image in our time, it's kind of obscure, kind of distant. But during Jesus' time, it wasn't. Because the time the shepherd in Israel was linked to God and his people. The king and the people. So when you talk about the shepherd in Israel, in Palestine, it conveyed that image of a sacrificial love one has for another. That's why when you open the Bible, you have so many prophets everywhere. Look at Abraham, who was a shepherd. Moses was a shepherd. Prophet Amos was a shepherd. King David was a shepherd. But also in the Bible, we have also shepherdesses. You look at Rachel, she was a shepherdess. We look at the daughters of Jethro, they're shepherdesses. So the image of a shepherd and shepherdesses is so profound in our readings today. But calling to attention is ask ourselves, what is Jesus trying to communicate? Now, if you read very well before this reading, if you can keep on reading, Jesus has just healed a man born blind on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees are accusing him to be from the devil. He's doing this because he's from the devil. And that's when Jesus tells them, I am the good shepherd. I am the shepherd. When he invokes that term, they exactly knows what it means. Because this term was given to God, to Yahweh, the shepherd. So when he tells them, I am the shepherd, now he gets the attention. Because he said, a shepherd is not like a hired man who comes to work for a paycheck and go. He doesn't care about the sheep. He says, I am going an extra mile because I am the shepherd. That's one of the things the shepherd does is to give life in its fullness. Jesus is restoring the blind, the sick, into the common life they're meant to have. So for us today, this image of a shepherd, also Jesus gives us the image as the second, in the second parable, he says, I am the gate to the sheepfold. Again, back then, this was very common because 
Every evening, every morning, the shepherds take their sheep up the mountains to feed, and in the evening, they bring them back down into the sheepfold. And some of them were around with a two-feet entrance where the shepherd sat all night with a fire outside. That means that anything that had to go through into the, sheep, into the sheepfold had to go through the shepherd, has either to jump over him. And of course, that's how you protect the animals. And all the shepherds knew their sheep because they had common sheep, sheepfolds. In the evening, they all bring their sheep. They go home. One of them stays home, stays overnight keeping them. In the morning, they come. They begin calling their sheep by names. They get up and follow. That's why he says they know. They recognize the voice. So what do we have to do with all this? If Jesus says is the shepherd, we are the sheep. It's very common to hear some people say, foolishly say, I don't need a shepherd. That's a foolish statement because we all need a shepherd in our lives. And Jesus says, I am the shepherd. So if Jesus is the shepherd, we are the sheep of his fold. And the first thing you have to do is to learn how to listen to his voice. We have to learn how to identify the voice of Christ from the so many voices around us. That's why in the first reading today, Peter gives us the entire summary of the gospel. He tells us who Jesus is, his mission, and our response. He says, Lord and Messiah. That's who Jesus is. What was his mission? He died and was crucified to save us. And our response is to embrace the forgiveness he gives us and the Holy Spirit. So if you're going to be a sheep, the sheep in the fold of Christ, first thing is repent, get baptized, receive the Holy Spirit, and then you belong. Then you begin practicing how to listen to your shepherd. Today, I want to leave you three things, three pros, because now all of us, yes, Christ is the good shepherd, we are all shepherds in different ways. If you have any responsibility over someone, towards someone, you are a shepherd. And like the good shepherd, I leave you three pros. The first pro is to provide. How are you providing for those under your care? How do you care for them? Because God is a provider. Everything we have comes from God and returns from God. Secondly, to protect. How are you protecting your children? Your, your, whoever, whoever is in charge of you, if you're a teacher, your students at home, we're home with our parents for, for a long time now. How are you protecting them? But a third one, which is the most difficult, is to promote. Now, promotion doesn't mean just promote something. It means to enhance the good in each and everyone. We live in a world that's filled with competition all the time. But as a good shepherd, as a mother, as a teacher, as a doctor, the first thing you have to do is promote the good in this person around you. And if you practice all three pros, then we participate in the work of the good shepherd we celebrate today. The Lord be with you.